All right, welcome inside the first edition of Out of Bounds. We got three hockey players here talking National Football League, maybe some college football down the line, but we'll start, stick with the National Football League. First off, introduce ourselves. My name is Dominic Hennig. I'll be the host of this one. Radio and television announcer for the Ferris hockey team. To my left, Dan, give it a go. Dan Kowalski, the color commentator for the Ferris State hockey team. And sitting across from me, we have... I am Justin DiMartino. I currently ride the bench for the Ferris State hockey team. I went to the Frozen Four last year. And I feel I know more about football than I do about hockey. Speaking about the Frozen Four, the Ferris State hockey team, NCAA Division One program here in the college in the United States of America, and did make it to the national championship game last season versus the Boston College Eagles. It was in Tampa Bay, Florida, Tampa, Florida, excuse me, at the Tampa Bay Times Forum with the Lightning play of the National Hockey League. 20,000 people there. Game was on ESPN. We were on a radio network. I mean, flew their private jet, uh, you know, chartered plane with the team. Uh, you guys went on the yacht right away when you got there, too. I mean, can you just talk about that experience real quickly, DMAR, before we get into some football? Okay, truthfully, that was the best experience of my life. I won two national championships, and... I contributed at a high level at the you know, AAA level, and to come here in Fair State and play for a national title and just be in that ex- in that environment was just outstanding. The the hosts there at uh, Tampa Bay were perfect, put us our, uh, put us up real nicely in that hotel, and I mean the atmosphere just game in and game out. Even at practices, just filled with people and people everywhere asking for your autograph. It was it was simply awesome. Incredible story there it was in Tampa, especially for the universe, for Ferris State University. Kind of a small school, 15,000 people. You know, there's other big schools like Michigan. Michigan State had 40,000 plus, just to put it in, into perspective. Ferris State did not get the victory, though, to 4-1 to loss, although it was 2-1 to with three minutes left, so that 4-1 to does not really relate to the game at all with an empty net goal as well. So that's that. But we're not here to talk hockey. We'll talk hockey a different day on the airwaves. We're talking football, the National Football League to be exact. And DiMartino here, he plays college hockey for Ferris State. Dan, he's he played college hockey as well. Now he's an announcer, my partner on the radio uh, for college hockey. So we're big college hockey guys, we're big hockey guys in general. But uh, this does not mean we, we, we lack any information when it, or knowledge when it comes to football. And I guess we could go off and start off with... Uh, I guess so far, you're a big Lions fan, uh, DeMar. I don't know if if you wanted to get that out there, but uh, both of all three of us are, are big Lions fans, and maybe you start off with thoughts on how the Lions have been so far in this after three weeks, or this is the third week in the 2012 NFL football season. If I have to give them a grade, I'd probably a C-plus. Disappointed, got the victory week one against the lowly Rams team. They're going to be solid, a lot, of, a lot of talent there. Sam Bradford, Danny Amendola killed my fantasy team. Who would have thunk I'd... Wouldn't even drafted him. Maybe picking him up free agent wire. He's already drafted. He had a heck of a game. So the Rams do have talents. Can't forget about Steven Jackson. Well coached. Jeff Fisher as well. But I just thought the Lions would just roll all over the Rams. Stafford struggled a little bit in the red zone. Week two against the Niners. Tough loss. Niners could possibly be. It's early to tell. A lot of people's favorites for the Super Bowl. Could be the best team in football. Tough loss there. It wasn't even the way they lost to the Niners. It was just the game plan. I was a little disappointed. Sunday night game. We're all hyped for it. And come out and not even that they played bad. Just once again struggled in the red zone. Can't capitalize on turnovers. So I'm happy that we're 1-1. One one. Didn't expect us to beat the Niners. But you always have that hope even when they were 0-16 nope. a few years ago. <laughs> but uh, so right now, two games in. Not overly impressed. But uh, then again... Expect them to beat the Rams. Expect them to be the Niners. If I expect them to be one and one per se, but uh, I just wish I could see a little bit more out of this offense. Yeah, personally, I'd give them a C minus or a D plus right now. I feel that. I feel that uh, with the uh, with the way they played the first game was simply pathetic. I felt Stafford is an elite quarterback in my opinion. Top eight could crack the top five maybe if you figure it out this year, but he just. He seemed scared. He was looking at his receivers the whole time, simply just passing the ball to the other team, right to the Rams defenders. Um, our defensive front actually wasn't too bad, but they, they they struggled on third and fourth down where they were allowing them to walk down the field, and that's where the time you got to come up with stops. And I expected them, honestly, to blow them out, the Rams. Um, second game against the Niners, I didn't expect much. I expected them you know, to put up a fight. I had the Niners winning that game, but... I felt that we came out run, run, pass, run, run, pass, run, run, pass for how many consecutive uh, possessions. And with our running game, which we all know is completely atrocious, I don't understand why we're not running quick slants, halfback draws. It's just, I don't know, I feel that Linehan knows what he has in Stafford and Johnson and Burleson and 
Titus Young, but we don't have a perennial running back. We don't have a decent running back. I mean, we have a C-minus, D-plus running back, but we just got to come out and pass the ball more. And I feel that this week coming up against the Titans, they will start running it because we got LaShore coming back off his nice drug arrest. Um, so hopefully he can finally contribute something to the team. But I just hope we don't get too caught up in the run game. I hope we start passing the ball a little more. Absolutely. Kevin Smith, great story coming back out of the league for a couple years. Wound up last year, relatively good numbers for what he played, but you can't rely on Kevin Smith. Like you said, I absolutely agree. Go five wide, and your running game should be that quick quick pass behind the line of scrimmage, gain one, one, two, or three yards. Use that as your running game, especially yeah. with the O-line. Suspect at times, just, just so, especially against the Niners' defense, yeah. so yeah. strong up front, and you're going to continue to run the ball. Yeah. It's the best, the best defense in the NFL, in my opinion. There's no defense because they can run four up. They can run four defensive linemen and leave three linebackers and run four defensive backs. It's it's not fair to the teams that can't run the ball because they're going to get pressure on your quarterback, especially against a, a subpar offensive line. Yeah, I'd agree with running wide receiver screens. Get your three yards that way. I'd trust Calvin Johnson with the ball or Nate Burleson before I would trust Kevin Smith or Joe Quibell or Keelan Williams, whoever it may be. But, I mean, hopefully they can figure it out. And, I mean, the Titans, this will be a good, good bounce-back game for them. Hopefully they, well, they better get the victory. They don't want a lot of disappointed fans, but... I think they'll be okay this week. Yeah, like we were saying real quick, it's not that I'm disappointed they lost no, to the no, Niners. No, no, no. I, it's the well, I may take the Niners to go to the Super Bowl. We'll yeah. get in that here very shortly. But just there's just so much to game plan. We were watching it Sunday night, just disappointed. We couldn't believe running the ball. You know, throw yeah. a quick little slant, get down mm-hmm. the field, not run, run, three and out, just the three and outs. And can't rely on Jason Hansen every game. No. No, no, it's just the old Lions. It's remember we see when Owen sixteen is that we just run, run, pass, run, run. Teams key on that, especially when they have a good run defense. So I think they'll figure it out. Though. I think they'll be all right. Why would Jim Shorts and know that he's the head coach and doesn't necessarily make every single play there? But why would you, you say old Lions went Owen sixteen and last year an outstanding season for for the Detroit Lions? Maybe not for other teams, but for the Lions an outstanding season. Why do you think they went back to that where it's a you're running for Lions who have an atrocious. Uh, run play, and then the 49ers who have great defense of for the run, and why, why do you think they went to the run? I truthfully feel that they're, they're caught up in that game where it's the old football where it was set up, use the run to set up the pass, and in the new game, man, you got to just pass. It's a passing league. One of the best quarterbacks in the league puts the ball where he wants to, at least he used to be able to, not these first two games, but he's a clutch quarterback no matter what. He's got one of the biggest clutch genes in football, and I feel that if you're not putting the ball in his hands, you're supposed to put the ball in, your hand, in the best player's hands. Basketball, hockey, doesn't matter. You want you know, ball puck, it doesn't matter. You want it in your best player's hands. And I feel when we're handing the ball off, we're taking, taking that away from, uh, from from Stafford. And he can do so much more, I feel, if we just gave him the chance to pass. Absolutely. As, single, as much as I was mad at Matt Stafford, game one versus the Rams, he single-handedly drove the lines down the field to win that game, albeit it was against the weaker Rams team. But, hey, a W is a W. Exactly. And then against the 49ers, I feel like DeMar just said, I feel like Schwartz just got caught up with, We'll use the run to establish the pass. But against the Niners' defense, no, you may establish the run here and there. Someone could have a breakout game. But when you're one of the worst running teams in the past two, three years in the NFL, you got to go away from that. So I just think maybe Schwartz thought, all right, we'll be that team that powerhouses the ball down, Niners' throats, then we'll set up the pass. But when they're not even looking for the run, you can't establish a pass. Well, the problem is, too, for them, they can set up for a front. They don't have to blitz. Right. They're going to get through with their four defensive linemen regardless. And – I feel that also, too, because that whole incident last year with the handshake and everything with Schwartz and Harbaugh, yeah. he wanted to prove a point. I feel like he wanted to you know, shove it down his throat and say, we can run the ball on you. You need to realize you can't run the ball on him. You're not going to be able to. You need to take the best receiver in the game, take, take the best wide receiver quarterback combo and go over the top with it. No one can cover Calvin Johnson, it's simply. And to not target him 20 times a game is ridiculous, in my opinion. I feel, double, look at Dallas last year, double cover, triple cover, triple covered. It's not going to matter. You talk about that handshake. Did you see the handshake before the game? Yeah. Uh, yeah. This I week, mean, it seemed like he was. It was like a very. It was almost like too happy. Like it was too, almost too like fake for me. To it was for the cameras. I 100 yeah. percent agree. They they don't like each other. They're two different styles of court, or coaches, and I hate Harbaugh personally. So, I mean, they shook hands after the game, which is the gentleman thing to do. But I hopefully we see them again. I mean, hopefully we do see them in the playoffs or. I don't know if you be. want to hope that. I. I want to beat them. I can't stand them. I think if you're going to beat someone, you're going to have to beat them. Regardless in the playoffs at some time, might as well be early because you don't want to let them get fine-tuned towards the end of the season. They're going to be a force to be reckoned with. So 
Yeah, I 100% agree, especially the pass game. They're going to be triple covering, double covering Kelvin all season long. Why not throw a quick slant to Burleson? Even Titus Young. I think Titus Young's going to be a stud in the yeah. NFL. Just give him some balls. He's, he's, a little, he's cocky coming from Boise State. Yeah. He had the off-field incident this past uh, past offseason. But he's got a lot of talent. Get him some balls. He's a speedster. He could. Uh, he may be that uh, perennial, what do you call it, the uh, diamond in the rough that this Lions yeah. offense needs because a lot of guys, everyone's going to be double covering, triple covering Kelvin all year. Burleson gets some balls his way, but I think yeah. Kelvin could have a breakout year if they find a way to get him the ball. Also with Pettigrew, we're not even talking about him. We have two yep. good tight ends. Pettigrew's actually, I feel, really good if you learn to hold on the ball a little more, but we have Scheffler too, so we're running those single back sets with two tight ends. It's it shows the run game, but if we're going to run that, we have to make sure we're passed out of it because they're not blocking tight ends. They're not there to block. They're there to catch balls. And you got to make sure if they're doubling Calvin, that means guys are single covered. And Pettigrew's 6'5", 265, if I'm not mistaken. That's a big guy on a cornerback. Yeah. That's, that's size, and I think you should be just fine with that. And I feel that they did, like, towards the, in the Rams game. They get Pettigrew had three catches for 70 yards. I mean, that's something they got to do. They got to you got to isolate those guys. And look at it this way, too. Look at the uh, New England Patriots. They've won a ton of Super Bowls. Yep. Look at their tight ends. They got Gronkowski. They yep. got Gronk. They got Hernandez. Now Kellen Winslow. Yep. They don't run the ball. They've never yep. had a star running back, no. and they know that if they run the ball 10 times a game, so be it. They run the ball 10 yeah. times a game. Yep. It's a passing league now. Yeah, and I mean, Brady is one of the best quarterbacks to ever play, but Stafford's played just his first complete season, and he set a record for the quickest to, I think it was 5,000 passing yards or whatever it was. And, I mean, the guy's good. I just got to give him a shot. That's all I feel. So, Well, that's the 49ers and the Detroit Lions kind of breakdown there from last week. We're going into week three, and we'll pick our picks in just a second between Dan and uh, DeMar, Justin DiMartino here. And uh, they actually do have a pretty good bet on the line, both of age. And I guess um, it's going to be a uh, one person owes the other man a 30 Rack of uh, Keystone Light or Bush Light, depending on whoever gets the uh, amount of uh, wins. But, uh, of course, it's gentlemen's here. It's, it's NFL football talk here. and you got to go with a few, few beers and few sodas every once in a while. But uh, I want to get your guys' uh, opinion on something real quickly here before we jump into the week three picks. What about the replacement referees and officials? Go ahead, Dan. You can take it first. <laughs> you know what? I, I'm the first to dog them. I really am. Some of these bonehead mistakes they're making, whether it's spotting the ball 10 yards up from where it should be spotted, or whether it's not throwing your flag, throwing a beanbag, or talking to players about, hey, I have you on my fantasy team. Pick it up. Or One of them had a New Orleans Saints shirt on and his Facebook picture, big Saints fan, and all of a sudden he's going to line judge a Saints game. That can't happen. But then again, there's a part of me, it's tough to ref in any sport. Yep. NHL, you got to be a great skater. And I, I'm the first to dog the refs on the radio during our broadcast. I'm, I'm yeah. all over the officials. The NBA's tough. MLB, I'm just going to get a good amount of flack. Well deserved, I feel. But in the NFL, you got to watch for holding. You got to watch for. There's so many things going on. It's such a quick bang bang play, whether someone's holding or not. So I feel bad for them. I, I look at it as like I don't know if I could do a better job no. than the, what they're doing. But at the same time, if you're a replacement official, you need to know the rules. Some of them don't even know. The only problem I feel with that, too, is the fact that I feel they know the rules, but it all comes at them so fast. I mean, they're playing in front of how many thousands of fans. It's They're on national TV, and they've never been there before. They've coached arena, or refed arena football. And, I mean, I, for me, the biggest problem is it's not so much the flags. Yeah, that stinks, you know, missing the calls and all that stuff. But the control in the game, if you watch that Monday night game between Denver and Atlanta, they're letting guys go at it and punching people and pushing. And, I mean, the older refs, they would have blown it down, you know, game misconducts, threw them out then and there. There they threw one 15-yard flag, I believe it was, and they let everyone stay in the game. And it's to me it seems that if you look during the game, too, the players are always yapping at them, and they're getting under their skin. They're just letting it happen. I feel like if, if they start, you know, throwing flags for, you know, personal fouls or uh, misconducts and stuff like that, it will really settle it down. But, I mean, well, they just signed over a new five-week deal or, or gave them the five-week schedule. So we're going to have to put up with them for a little bit. But I really do feel they're going to get better. I hopefully, for the game's sake, I mean, I hopefully get better. And for all the fans' sakes, I will. All right, out of the pick them now. I mean, so so far we've recapped the 49ers and Lions uh, matchup, and then we talked about the replacement refs. Looking on to week three. Three different days this week, Thursday, Sunday, and Monday. Uh, as usual, tonight's game on the NFL Network. Uh, set Sunday's game's always on Fox and CBS, and then one on NBC, and then the Monday night game on uh, ESPN. But let's go tonight, Thursday, September 20th. It's New York Giants at the Carolina Panthers at the Bank of America Stadium in Carolina. Uh, 8.20 p.m. start there, just a little bit uh, under an hour now for us. And so let's go uh, down, start off New York Giants at Carolina. I'm hyped for this game. I'm 
Really pumped for this game. I love watching Superman, a.k.a. Cam Newton. I'm a Giants fan. I think Eli Manning is one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and I also think he's one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the league. Everyone, think, everyone forgets. He's got two rings. Yep. He's got, his brother. He's got two <laughs> rings. So in this game, I know Bradshaw's out. I know Akeem Nix is out. A lot of injuries for the Giants. I just feel I can't pick against the Giants. I Carolina, they got a nice win last week, but I, I got to go with the G-men in this one. All right, I'm going to go the other side. I have Carolina in this one just because uh, I feel that they're going to be a team to come out of the NFC South. I feel they're going to be a powerhouse. I feel Newton, no, there's no sophomore slump for this kid. I feel he's going to. He's going to fly up and down that field. He's going to run because they lost. They don't have Stewart tonight, and they, uh, they're they just going to have Newton as their run game pretty much. So I expect them to be a lot of shotgun formations, a lot of you know quarterback draws or options and stuff like that. But also I think that having no Knicks and Bradshaw is going to hurt the Giants. I I like the Giants a lot. I really do. I, I know Eli is an underrated quarterback, and I just really feel like he's going to have a hard time without his number one receiver. Um, all right, well, that's the Thursday game. Let's go on to the Sunday game now two days from now. Uh, we're going to take a look at St. Louis and Chicago to start us off. That game will be on Fox at Soldier Field in Chicago, Illinois. I'll let Justin start this one. Okay, I'll take it. Uh, I, have, I think that's a pretty easy choice there. I have Chicago over St. Louis. I mean, I cannot stand the Bears. They are probably, by far my least favorite sports team in all of sports. Um, but I just they have a good, they have a very, very good team. And I feel with Bush and Forte, and I know St. Louis held the, Lion, the Lions close, but I feel like hopefully Cutler's going to bounce back from that one. I hope he doesn't, actually, for my sake. But I, th- I think the Bears are going to come out of that one. Yeah, absolutely. I'm taking the Bears all day. As you can see, during the show, Justin and I will have our lock pick of the week, which will be more points for uh, our head-to-head matchup. I almost picked that as my lock of the yeah. week. But uh, I don't know St. Louis are a young team. They're going to be all right. I like what Jeff Fisher's doing there. But uh, just look for Cutler to bounce back after yep. that terrible game against Green Bay. All the controversy, him pushing his players. He's a competitor, though. Yep. He really is a competitor, and uh, I think Chicago's a dangerous team in yeah, the I, NFC. Yeah, look definitely. out for him. they got a good D. Erlacher's on his last legs, but he's still Brian Erlacher, and I just look for Chicago to roll yeah, all over With them, the just health is a big issue. they yep. got to stay healthy if they're going to compete. That's, that's their biggest issue, and hopefully Cutler keeps his head. Buffalo at Cleveland. Also, the next 10 games here are 1 o'clock starts. This one's on CBS, the Cleveland Browns Stadium. you got to go Buffalo on that one. No, sir. I have, I that's sort of an upset, but I have Cleveland there just because they're 0 2. I I feel Trent Richardson and Whedon's the only rookie quarterback right now without a win. I feel that Richardson's gonna have a big game, hopefully for my fantasy's sake. Uh <laughs> but I don't know. I, I like I like Cleveland this game. I know it's I know Buffalo I feel is the same way. They're gonna have to bounce I mean they're last year they almost made the playoffs, they had that great start. I don't this game's almost this game's really a toss up for my in my opinion, but I I'm gonna take Cleveland on this one. I don't like them going 0 three. Yeah, I'm not sold on Cleveland Weed, and I love them coming out of Oklahoma State. 28-year-old rookie. Yeah. I appreciate it. It's love of the game. Still want to play football. He's got a great skill set. Beat out Colt McCoy, which I felt was the right move by Cleveland to give Weed in the uh, the reins of that offense. But I got to go with Buffalo. Big win last week. C.J. Spiller, a huge yes. game. Tore it up, tore it up. So uh, I just like Buffalo. I think they're the better team. Cleveland's going to going to take a couple years. They're rebuilding once again. It seems like they're always rebuilding. <laughs> but, uh, used to be, but. but I'm going to be. I'm going to go with the Bills in that one. All right, we'll move right along. And if anyone wants to check out Dan, myself, or Justin DiMartino anywhere on the internet besides Facebook, go to our website, FerrisStateBulldogs.com. You can see pictures of us. But let's go um, Tampa Bay at Dallas, Cowboys Stadium. Go ahead, Dan. I got to go with the I got to go with the boys in that one. Tampa Bay. I'm a big Josh Freeman fan. I'm a believer in Freeman. I'm a believer in the box. They had a terrible year last year. Two years ago, outstanding year. But it's, I got to go with the Cowboys. Romo and the boys bouncing back after getting absolutely embarrassed Seattle. in Seattle. I, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a believer in Seattle. I really am. But after Dallas marched in to uh, New York and beat the Giants on opening night, they were they were on their high horse too much. Everyone was ready to. Uh, Crown Dallas is the next yeah. new team after a down year last year, but uh, I'm a believer in Tony Romo, and I got to go with the uh, I got to go with the Cowboys in that one. All right, well this week is obviously gonna be quite a swing week. I have Tampa over Dallas in this one. Um, I really I don't know I I don't I don't know if I like Dallas as well. I don't like Romo. I feel I feel Romo wins games. He wins good games, but then he does stuff like in Seattle. I mean I. I like. I don't know if I like Tampa, but I have him over. I feel Doug Martin's gonna have a big game. I feel like he's gonna run, run, run. Um, also, I, I like Freeman. A lot of people are comparing Freeman to Stafford, and uh, he's a good quarterback. And I think Shiano's gonna do well with him. And I really, I, I like Tampa going in there as a little bit of an upset. 
I feel that's gonna be that's gonna be a really good game. I could really see that, you know, being like a twenty-one twenty game or something like that. I agree. Yeah, uh, Dallas or uh, excuse me, Tampa also has pretty solid defensive front as yep. well. They're always stacked on D. They still got Rodney Barber back there, but yep. uh, I just like. I like Roman to have a bounce back game. Jason yeah. Wynn and Miles Austin. Only thing, but like me, you said, that's that that is a toss up game as well. I have yeah. a tough time choosing that. The only one. thing with me that scares me with Dallas is the fact that Rome I feel has, doesn't have thick skin. I feel like sometimes teams can get under him if, if you know if Tampa goes in there chirping, you know, kind of hitting him a little late. You know, don't maybe take a foul or two, but not nothing too bad. That you know, don't get penalty trouble by any means. But I feel like that if they get under his skin, they'll start. You know, like Lions last year, they threw, threw three picks. Uh, I feel like that could help him out. Jets at Miami. Question here for you guys. I want to ask two the two questions here. Favorite New York team, if you're going to go with the Jets, the Giants, or the Bills, and then favorite Florida team, if we're going to go with the Bucks, um, Dolphins. You pick. Favorite to win or favorite favorite team like overall. Favorite team overall. All right, for New York, I'm going to have to go with the the Giants. I can't stay in the Jets, and I I like the Bills, but they're they're like, they're they the team you'd wear their shirt. Yeah. I, I would I would have to say the the Giants for that for uh, that one. Dan, oh, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead I'd like to uh, expand the options a little bit. I'd like to go with the New York Yankees if I could. <laughs> but uh, since this is an NFL show, that's a tough one. I've never been asked that. I root for I. You know, I'm a big New York sports fan. But I I root for both the teams. But if I had to choose. I'm a Rex Ryan guy. I, I like the gang so green. Wild. I like Mark Sanchez. I'm a Sanchez believer. Get Tebow out of there. I'm not a believer in Tebow at all. They shouldn't have signed him. I think he's messed with Sanchez's head. I'm still calling him the Sanchez. I loved him out of USC. I love him under center wearing that gang green. I like the way the Jets are set up. Maybe it's because I've seen him in hard knocks. I just like the union of that team. I just like the way they're set up, but I do like the Giants, but uh, I, I'd have to say the Jets in that argument. Alrighty. Well, I mean, if I had a pick, I'd go with the Jets, but just since it's uh, three teams in New York, I'll just go with the Bills for that one, just for <laughs> that sake. But let's go to Florida now. Uh, Miami Dolphins or Tampa Bay Bucks? Jacksonville Jaguars as well. Oh, excuse me. That one. Oh my gosh. That's my apologies. Didn't even cross my mind. Um, I'm going to have to say, I like the Dolphins in there. I I don't know. I, I think Reggie Bush has been, you know, Everyone's been down on him ever since. He never panned out, you know, how he's supposed to be. He's supposed to be, you know, this next perennial running back. You see him last week, he sure is, you know, sure as hell looks he like a perennial running back. But I, I like them. I feel Tannehill is – he's going to take a while to come in his own. Give him two, three years, I feel. But I don't know. I, I like Miami in there, and I, I think their uniforms are unreal, and Dan Marino doesn't hurt them. So. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I'm a big MJD fan. I love Maurice Jones, Drew, and Jackson, but they they have nothing around them. I, I, I did like the Jaguars. They had Brunel. When the yep. first expansion yep. team, actually one of my first football games I've ever went to was the Lions versus the Jaguars at the Pontiac Silverdome. That's great place. That's way back <laughs> in the day, but uh, I do like Jacksonville. But I'm gonna have to agree with you. I'm the box. I, I I don't root for them. I don't root against them. But uh, Miami, I know they're gonna struggle. But the, I've always kind of liked the Dolphins yeah. for some yeah. reason. Whether you know Dan Marino, because I'm a big quarterback guy, but. I agree. I think Tannenhill's got a gun of an arm. I like Reggie Bush. Not sure if they should have cut Ocho Cinco. Not really sure. They don't have a lot of playmakers on that team. But uh, the only thing that with me that is the new coach. He's trying to make a point. Yeah. He's trying to. Philbin's trying to. You know, set his way there. And I, I think Ocho Cinco could have helped them. But I mean, he's got to do what he's got to do to you know get some dubs. So. And one of my favorite players uh, growing up on the D side of the ball was Jason Taylor. So mm-hmm. I always kind of root for the Dolphins for yep. that reason. And. Uh, so I'd have to go with the Dolphins. And my apologies on the Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> thing. So just because of that, I'm going to pick them just because <laughs> I, I, I owe them. I mean, that, that's inexcusable. But let's go on to the game now. The New York Jets at the Miami Dolphins. Who do you have, Dan? J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't do that. No way. I have, this is my upset pick. This is my upset pick of the week. I have the Dolphins. I don't know. I... I like Sanchez, but I don't know. I, same thing, Tebow is – I don't know why Rex did that bring him in like that, but I feel that if he does struggle in this game, there, there's going to be some questions there coming Monday. But uh, I don't know. I Miami, I don't know. I just feel at their home stadium, I feel Bush is going to have another game. I feel Dallas or uh, Jess's defense has been struggling a bit, but it does. the only thing that scares me is they are coming off that loss from Pittsburgh, and they're going to want to bounce back. And the Jets are – uh, the Dolphins are kind of on the high horse a little bit, you know, after winning last week, but – I don't know. I have Miami in this game. That's my upset pick for the week. And I don't think Miami's as bad as everyone no, thinks no, they're no, going to no, be. No. I think uh, think they're going to. I don't think they're going to finish above five hundred, but I don't no. think they're going to be terrible. But uh, no. I just like the Jets in that yeah. game, and uh, we'll see. And like you said earlier, it's going to be a big swing week. I'm liking yes. it so far. A lot of these different picks. Nothing yes, wrong with sir. that. Yes, sir.
Well, let's move on, and here's your favorite California team as well after, um, before we talk San Francisco at Minnesota. This is my lock of the week. you got to go with Could the Niners. Just, yeah, like I was saying before we went on air here, San Fran may be the best team in the National Football League. Minnesota, they got all day AP, Adrian Peterson, Christian Ponder. I'm not a believer in him. It's The only thing that Minnesota may have a chance – Home field. Home field in the NFL is huge, but I just like San Francisco yeah. to go into Minnesota and win big. Yeah, I Minnesota's I think right now is a bottom dweller in our well in our division, you know, NFC North is what I'm talking about. But uh I don't I don't give them a chance in hell, unfortunately, against San Fran. I feel San Fran's gonna run the ball, they're gonna pound the ball. It's gonna take Jared Allen out of the game, I feel, because they don't run sweeps really, they run up the middle a ton. And if you know, if he starts committing on those run plays or run some play action of Vernon Davis and it's too easy for them, I think, right now. Favorite California team, Jonathan? California team? Wow, mine's the Chargers. I was a huge Chargers fan growing up, so that's mine. Dan? Yeah, I mean, I like the Chargers as well. Don't even get me started with Oakland. They always let me down. And <laughs> I've, I've always liked San Fran, like Joe Montana, Steve Young. And uh, I like what they got now. They got Randy Moss back. I'm a big Randy Moss fan. Frank Gore's a beast coming out of the U. And Fern Davis, I, I just like the Niners. Yep. Kansas City, New Orleans. New Orleans. I'll go. I have, I have the Saints in this one. They, they're not starting 0-3, no matter what anyone's saying about their uh, about that you know, coaching staff or, you know, Drew Brees has too much on his plate right now. They're not starting 0-3 against a poor Kansas City team who everyone thought, you know, might give that division a run for their money. They have proven nothing, especially Jamal Charles. This is a shout-out to you. Step it up in fantasy. I don't know. I just have the Saints. I feel that Drew Brees is going to have a day. He's kind of been really actually very poor. I feel he's going to tear it up in this game. Could have said it better myself. At home, Mercedes-Benz Superdome is going to be rocking. No way the Saints are starting 0-3. Kansas City may be the most disappointing team in all of pro football right now, them in Oakland. But uh, Matt Castle is letting everyone down. You mentioned Jamal Charles. Dwayne Bowe hasn't done much at all. New Orleans just has way too many weapons. Yeah, I, I I hope they just bring it together. I like to see them do well after everything that's happened to them. So. Moving on, Cincinnati, Washington. This is a tough pick for me. I'm a big Washington Redskins fan due to Robert Griffin III being there, RG3, as everyone knows him by. They should be 2-0 and if it wasn't for that bonehead wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Throwing the football. After he gets the first down, too. Yeah, yeah, took him right out of field goal range. Cost him the game. Great win, though, by the Redskins in week one versus yeah. New Orleans. But I have Cincinnati Bengals. I like Andy Dalton. I like their team. I've always been a Bengals fan. I think they're going in the right direction. I just think they have too much up front and on defense. AJ to, uh, Green is a huge stud. He yep. could be. A, he's a, a poor man's Calvin Johnson. Is what I'm about to put it as he's not as big. You know, he's, he's quite skinny. Actually, he's not Megatron by any means. But you know, they heard they say he might be one of the best receivers in the AFC. Yep. But I have I have watched him this game. I think Robert Griffin per, is going to take it personally and try and you know prove everyone that they could be three and zero. They should be three and zero. And this is a big game because Cincinnati is a very, very, very good team. Playoff team from last year. Um, I think Washington's trying to prove something, too. I feel that they could really uh, – <laughs> Dan's watching porn over here. Uh, <laughs> I feel like Washington really could do something over or at home against Cincinnati. We'll see. That's going to be a good game. That's, yes. I actually started that game. I had to look yeah, over it a couple times. That's going to be a heck of a game. Yes, it is. Tell me that was an advertisement on your computer. That it was. <laughs> Which company? Something on ESPN. Who knows? I'm shocked it loaded. <laughs> All right, let's move right along here. Um, the game that you guys probably will know the most about the uh, Lions at the Titans, Detroit at Tennessee. Detroit all day. I mean, there's I. Tennessee is another poor team. I feel Locker is okay. I feel he's kind of like Christian Ponder. Um, Chris Johnson's one of the worst players right now. He's 20 total rushing yards in two weeks. Uh, and I feel with the Lions especially, I feel like they're going to need to bounce back. They need to get that 2 and one because I know I feel Green Bay is going to get to two and one as well. I feel like our division's so strong you can't lose games you're not supposed to lose. You have like first week we had to come out that win against Absolutely. St. Louis. You can lose, you know, against the good teams like you know the Atlanta's, the you know the, even Chicago, Green Bay, Houston, but you can't lose against these bottom feeder teams. And only thing that scares me is Mikel Short coming back. I think he's going to be one hell of a running back for us. But I hope we don't try and focus on getting him the ball, you know, thirty carries a yep. game or anything like that. But I have Detroit in this one. I just think that Stafford and they're gonna they're gonna use them, but not use them too much. Uh, Lashore, that is, and I hope that uh, you know we pass the ball way more than we did last week. Can agree with you more. Tennessee, they do have some talent on that team. Johnson hasn't done anything though since no, he signed that big contract. Nothing. What a disappointment he's been. And I feel Jake Locker. He should have came out of Washington a year before he did. He would have been a much higher draft pick than he was. Kind of fell down the ladder. Now he's in Tennessee. 
I'm just not sure if he's an NFL starting quarterback. I'm, I still think Hasselbeck should be the starter there. Give Locker one more year. Tennessee does got some talent on that team, but I just see Detroit going into Tennessee and just hopefully so the shores coming back. Yeah. I think it's a perfect game for him to give him a couple touches. Hopefully they do not overuse him like you said. Yeah. But uh like the matchups with the tight ends. I expect Pettigrew to have a big game. I expect Stafford to uh, be the old match yeah, Stafford. Four touchdowns, last no picks, or four touchdowns, one pick. That's what I expect from this week. All righty. There's your Lions update. Jacksonville, <laughs> Indianapolis. Again, I apologize, Jacksonville. <laughs> I'll take Indy in this one. I have Indy over Jacksonville. I like luck. I am a big believer in luck. I do not like Jacksonville, so that's part, part of the reason that I'm taking Indy here. But I don't know. I like... Indy, I like what they're doing there. I know they're going to struggle this year. I don't have them making over five wins by any means, but this is a perfect matchup for them. They're not a very good – neither team is very good right now. They're both kind of rebuilding. Um, Indy, though, I feel has got to isolate Colby Fleener. I feel like he's – you know, uh, Andrew Luck knows him. He's familiar with him, played with him at Stanford for three years. Uh, or started with him, pardon me. And I don't know. I feel that if they can connect the tight end play and run that single back set and get – you know, go to Fleener down, or down the middle and then get Wayne going deep. Yep. I feel like that's going to really help. And then also Donald Brown. Everyone's, you know, overlooking him. He's a solid running back. He's not nothing special, but he's going to he's gonna help that team tremendously. He is. I think I'm going in Indianapolis as well. I'm a big believer in Andrew Luck as well. He's still got Reggie Wayne, like you mm-hmm. mentioned, Fleener the tight end, Donald Avery, Austin Cotty. They got some talent in Indy. Yes, they they really do. They're a young team. I still don't think they should have got rid of Peyton Manning, but I think they're going to be just fine with Andrew Luck. And Jacksonville... They're a couple years away. I do love Maurice Jones-Drew, like I said. He's a stud, but besides that, Jacksonville's just going to struggle. And uh, Indy could surprise a lot of teams. I don't see them winning a lot of games, but everyone was down on Indy. They could be the yep. worst team in the NFL. Look for them to uh, – they could pull a couple upsets this season. One thing that actually I'm very pleased with right now is uh, Blaine Gabbert. He struggled bad last year, but I feel he's actually – you know, he's not a you know top 15 quarterback right now, but he's in a second-year league. He's doing very well down there in Jacksonville, and – I don't think I don't I think it actually is going to be a shootout. Neither defense is very good no. at all, and I think that Justin Blackman is going to start playing a lot better than what he's been. He's start getting more touches and hopefully gets his head on straight and focuses on football. But I, I like Indy in this one, but I like Jacksonville and I like where they're going, just not this year. Alrighty, Philadelphia at Arizona. Moving into the afternoon games, Dan, you start this one off. This one is tough for me as well. I, I'm not so sold on Philadelphia. I love their talent. I love their roster. But I got to pick with him. I got to stick with Mike Vick. I think he's going to have a bounce back game. Yes, they're two and zero, but you look at Vick's numbers; they're below par. The thing about the Eagles, though, Vick takes a lot of big hits. Yeah. Every sack Michael Vick takes, it's almost like Peyton Manning now coming off the yeah. surgeries. Every sack Manning takes, you think it could be his last one. Every one Vick takes, you think he's going to break another rib or just something like that. But I just like the Eagles in this one. Arizona, not sold on them. Weak division. Not sure. Week in, week out in Arizona, you don't know who's going to start at quarterback, whether it's going to be yeah. uh, Cobb, I, Skeleton. But uh, I just got to go with Vic and the boys, Deshaun Jackson, McCoy. I just, I just like uh, Philadelphia in that one. Yeah, I have Philly over them as well. And I really feel that Philly could run away with the NFC if Vic could stay healthy, but I do not bet on that. I would never put money on that in a million years. But especially with Arizona coming off that win over Patriots last year, I expect them to be slow off the start, you know, kind of, you know, still riding that. And Philly's a damn good team. They have, like you said, Deshaun Jackson, Macklin, Vic, McCoy, Babbitt on defense. I mean, they have those Asante Samuels. Yep. They got, you know, uh, Rodgers Camardi, too. I mean, they have Namdi. I mean, they're they're one hell of a team. And if they learn how to put it together, that football just got to watch out. They could run over everybody, and Vic could stay healthy. Absolutely. You put that roster on paper, and it's, so how don't they win the Super Bowl? No, one, no one's close to them. So I have Philly over Arizona as well. Okay, next game here we look at. It's going to be Atlanta at San Diego. Oh, I have a, I have Atlanta right now. I think Atlanta is a very, very good team. They just tore apart the Broncos, you know, a lot closer at the end there than it looked. But the way what they did to Peyton Manning that first half last week was just it – was, it was incredible. I've never seen Manning be that flustered or three picks on eight passes for him. It's And I like Atlanta. I like, you know, Michael Turner. I think he's just outstanding. He's a low-power back. He he really helps them. It helps uh, Roddy White and Julio Jones out as well. And then you have Matty Ice back there. And I feel that Atlanta is one hell of a team. I really feel like they're going to be up there in the NFC this year. See, this is where you and I differ. I'm high in Atlanta as well. I really am a big Falcons guy. But I just think San Diego, once I mentioned it a couple games ago, home field's big. I'm a big Believer in Phillip Rivers, believe it or not. I'm yeah. a big Rivers guy. I'll go out on a limb. He gets dogged a lot, too, which he should. He hasn't won the big one yet. Numbers aren't all that gaudy. I just think he's a competitor. He's a warrior. He 
hates losing, wins a lot of games. I like Meacham out wide, Randy McMichael at tight end, Michael Floyd, and Julio Jones, though, on Atlanta. You got Matty Ice, yeah. Michael Turner. Atlanta game. stacked as well. This is, this is another toss-up, yeah. but uh, due to home field, they got to go with the Chargers. Yeah, that's going to be one. a problem for Atlanta. That's the only thing that scares me there is they're going west coast, east coast, west coast there. It's a time difference. Well, what's going to help them, though, is that later game. It's going to yep. seem like a 1 o'clock game back home, you know, but – I, I like San Diego a lot, like I said earlier in the show. You know, they're one of my favorite teams growing up. And I Norv Turner just frustrates the hell out of me. I feel that he has he had so much talent. He let Sproles go, let yep. LT go, let Breeze go, which is one of the dumbest. I like Rivers too, but let Breeze go. And I know that was Schottenheimer before him, but they had so much talent in San Diego for so long, and they just can't seem to punch that, you know, one-two playoff yep. when they get to that AFC championship game. But I, I, this is going to be a game. This is honestly another toss-up, to, in my opinion, but I have Atlanta over them. I agree with you, too, about North Turner. It's almost shocking that he still has a job with the yep. talent that they have in San Diego and the division that they play in. They should be more competitive than they are. They should, they should be fighting for a playoff spot every year. They should instead, lose one to two games in their division every year, at most. Instead, they're always on the outside looking in, yep. trying to play spoiler. When you have Phillip Rivers and just that talent around him, even a good defense, one thing I like with them, though, is that they always start slow, and this year they're 2-0. Yeah, They that's started true. awesome this year, and that could be the boost they needed. You know, That could be what, what they have to do to get ahead in that division. And I, I feel like they're going to do well. I just don't have them over Atlanta in this game. All righty. You said Denver. I don't see Peyton Manning having another bad game. I'm a Manning believer. He's my favorite quarterback. Denver's at home, mile high. Houston, I'm not sold on the Texans. Everyone's sold on the Texans. They're playing a weak division this year. They always seem to somehow crap the bed year in and year out. I think Houston does have a pretty competitive team. They're a good team. But Denver at home, look for Peyton to connect with Aaron Decker. Just, I just don't see Denver losing two in a row. And, and the reason is Peyton Manning's under center. I don't care what everyone's saying about he's not the old Peyton Manning. He doesn't have the arm strength. He's throwing wounded ducks. He's Peyton Manning. All the guy does is win games, whether it's playing in the blue and white of the Indianapolis Colts. And if anyone knows Houston, it's Peyton Manning. He's played against the Colts in that division, or excuse yeah. me, against uh, the Texans in that yeah. division. And how many years have you ter- have you heard the talks about, well, Matt Schwab and the boys, I'm picking Houston, it's their year. And Manning shuts yeah. them up, and all of a sudden the Colts win uh, yeah. in that division. So I, I got to go with Peyton Manning and yeah, uh, Denver I, Broncos. I, I actually I say I'm an, I differ on that hand, though. I like where Houston's going. I, I don't know if I'm necessarily sold on them, but they're a damn good team. Yep. They are very, very good. And Aaron Foster, you can't question him. He's a stud. Dude, and with Tate behind him, too, I mean, yep. that's a solid, solid one-two punch. Um, Andre Johnson, you got Schwab. But same way, I have Denver over Houston. Bounce back game for Manning. They McGahee's been doing very, very well this year, surprisingly with me. I didn't think he would. Um, their defense is locked down. I feel that Denver almost felt uh, they should have felt embarrassed after the way they started yeah, last absolutely. last week. So I expect them to come out on fire this week. I expect this to be another shootout, even though both defenses are very good. I think both quarterbacks are going to try and prove something here, Manning especially, but I have Denver over them. Pittsburgh at Oakland. That's, that could also be a lock of the week. I think Oakland's yep. probably the worst team yep, agreed. in the NFL right now. They just <laughs> have nothing going for them. And every year everyone talks, this could be the year of the Raiders make a splash. No, okay. Pittsburgh big in this one. Yeah, I, that's my lock pick. Pittsburgh, I mean, there's none. Pittsburgh's stacked. I yeah. think Pittsburgh, even though with their injuries, Palomalo out of Harrison. Yep. Carson Palmer is way overrated. Personally. Oh, I, I, I don't know why they got rid of so much for him. So I'm this not sure why they went away from Jason Campbell. No. Campbell wasn't didn't put up the, the most numbers, no. but he just seemed to win some games in that Raiders uh, silver and black. Palmer hasn't done anything. I really hope, I mean, for Oakland's sake, for all your Raiders fans, if anyone even listens to this, that Oakland gives Terrell Pryor a shot. I feel that kid will spark them. He's, not, he's, your, he's your running, your Tebow-type yep. quarterback almost. He's a big guy, a lot like Newton. Doesn't have quite the arm strength or accuracy Newton does, but... I think he could do a ton for Oakland, but I'm not. They're they're not doing anything this year. I've gave them two or three wins most. Right. The only thing I do like out of Oakland, I do like uh, the running back. Yep, McFadden. McFadden. I always like Darren McFadden. Yeah. He has some talent, but I mean, when you're drafted in Darius Hayward Bay with the, what is it, seventh or eighth pick, yeah. and he hasn't done anything, and he's your number one threat. Yeah. Oakland just needs uh, needs to turn it around and. Gosh, and I'll tell you what, the black hole over in, a, in Oakland just has to be disappointed. Swallow all the players out. out. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you right now, Darren McFadden, come put on some blue and silver in a Lions uniform. Thank you. Let's go on to the NBC night game on Sunday, 8.20 p.m. game, New England and Baltimore. 
best game of the week by far. I know we talked about you know the earlier games they're gonna be great games. This game will be outstanding. Two teams coming off a loss after last week. Both should have won in my opinion. Yep. Baltimore could have beat Philly and Pats definitely should have beat Arizona. I have Baltimore in this one. Just I don't know. I think Baltimore's one hell of a team this year. I like Tom Brady, but. I, I really think this is Flacco's year. I think Flacco's going to tear it up, and Ray Rice, they need to give him the ball more, in my opinion. But I think that with, you know, uh, Torrey Smith going out wide yep. and Quan Bolden, their, their, and their defense, obviously, is just their defense. Their perennial defense every single year. I like Baltimore in this game, not by much. Once again, maybe a field goal, if that. I also like B more in this one. The Ravens. Love Torrey Smith out wide and Guan Bolden. I think Joe Flacco, like you said, I think this is his year. His numbers are outstanding. He's mm-hmm. always been a solid quarterback. Yeah. A lot of people forget about him because he went to Delaware, mm-hmm. Division II school. But I, I love Flacco. I love his demeanor. I love his poise. He's kind of tough with the media. Tells him how it feels. He was embarrassed with the replacement refs last yeah. week. And I don't think New England's in a rhythm at all. What are you doing with Wes Walker? No idea. Always a top five wide receiver right. in the NFL coming out of the slot. The guy picks up 12 yards almost every catch. He hasn't done anything this year. No. Anything. Um, Hernandez is down. That's, they did that's sign, a huge loss. They did that. sign Winslow, but he's going to be a little rusty. He is going to be a little rusty. He's not Hernandez by any means either. And I just like Baltimore in this one. I think uh, Ray Lewis and the boys at Reed, I think they're going to tear up Tom Brady. And once again, it's at home. And a lot of these games this week, you, I could flip-flop my picks. Yep. I just I got to go with the home team. And I just think, like you said, I think Baltimore is going to come out fired up. Both teams will, both coming off a loss, which makes this game even more intriguing. And but I just like Baltimore coming out on top. That if any of you Patriots fans are thinking we're nuts here, Patriots have, have not lost or went on to having a losing record. I think it was 168 straight games. I think they might break that. This I don't think they're going to have a great year this year. I truthfully feel that they're going to be an 11-win team at most. I feel that that division's actually going to prove to be pretty tough. I don't know. I just like Baltimore, and I think they're going to actually hopefully run on the pass. They don't need to pass on them. They right. can run on that defense, but I like Baltimore in this game. Last game of the week, it's going to be Green Bay at Seattle, the Monday night game on ESPN. I'll start this off. Uh, I got San Fran as my lock of the week, and I have Seattle here as my upset special of the week. Here's why. Home field, the Century Link field in Seattle, toughest place to play in maybe all of pro sports. Yep. That place just gets hyped. They're rocking. Game in and game out. Crowd's right on here. They're ready to go. Solid defense as well in Seattle. Surprisingly. Surprisingly. Very, very surprisingly. Awesome, yes. You see them shut down. Tony Romo and the boys. I also think Russell Wilson is a real deal. The funny thing about this game is Seattle signed Matt Flynn over the summer to a mega yeah. contract. He's riding the bench behind Russell Wilson, a starter, yeah. who's what? Stands all 5'10". Yeah. Great arm strength, though, Russell Wilson. I'm a big believer in Russell Wilson. They run the ball well. you got Marshawn Lynch back there. Golden Tate's a good story. I think he's going to have a good year. Sidney Rice out wide. I'm just picking Seattle an upset. And it's not that I don't think Green Bay is a good team. The thing that scares me about this upset pick is Aaron Rodgers still hasn't gone off yet. He's, he's still due. He's yes, still yes. got Jennings. He's still got, I think, Cedric Betson to have a big game, too. But I just like Seattle. They're at home. I just like the way Seattle's – I just like their makeup coming off a big win. They're going to be hyped Monday night football. Every t- home team's hyped for Monday night football. I just got to go with Seattle. Yeah, I was shaky on this pick, very, very much so. I There's some dissension going on in Green Bay right now with Finley, you know, kind of talking smack or his agent or whatever, talking smack about Rodgers, but – I have Green Bay in this game. I don't think they're going to let themselves go to one and two. I really don't. Green Bay is a very, very good team. The defense is struggling, but Seattle doesn't have quite the offensive power that most teams do. They have Marshawn Lynch. They have Golden Tate. They have, you know, Russell. And I'm a big believer in Russell Wilson as well. And this is going to be another great game, but I, I don't think Green Bay is going to let themselves go to one and two. They're, they're, an, NFC, they're an NFC powerhouse. They have yeah. been for the last four years. Um, I like Green Bay in this game, but... I would look for Seattle to make a splash this year. They're going to be surprising. Very, very, very surprising team in the NFC. They are, yeah. I, th- I also think, too, getting back to Green Bay, their defense is starting to pick it up a little bit. Charles Woods yes, and yes. A.J. Hawk. But I just like Seattle. They're at home. I like Marshawn Lynch. I think they can run the ball in this Green Bay front seven. I just I, I just I, like Seattle. I like Stop, but. All right, so there's our recap. There are picks for the upcoming week. And, uh, of course, you guys are going at it first uh, first time for the week, looking to see who has the case after that one. I mean, I guess we could wrap this up. Any final thoughts or comments going in here? Real quick, we'll just uh, 
going to give our division winners and our wild card picks. My apologies. Go right ahead. You want to do Super Bowl as well? Who you think yeah, we'll make throw in there. Let's do the NFC first. I though. just thought it was too early for, for the first uh, first uh, show, but actually that makes sense. You can't change your stuff midway right. through, so uh, that goes okay. good. All right, I'll run off mine. Uh, start with the NFC North. I have the uh, Packers actually finishing first in that division. I I don't know. I feel like they're, they're struggling right now, but I feel like they're going to get it back together in there. Um, I really feel that they're going to come out of the division. I think they're going to be, you know, seven win team in that team or seven win team in that division. Maybe lose one, hopefully to the Lions. But I don't. They're they're, they're a damn good team in that division. Yeah, I got the Packers as well. That's going to be a tough division. Yes, throw the Lions in there, the Bears. It's going to be tough. One of those teams could be left out of the playoff picture as well. Yeah, NFC South now. I have uh, the Falcons coming out of this one. And I feel this is another very, very underrated division in football. I feel the Bucks are up and coming. Panthers are up and coming. Saints are always the Saints. Yep. But Saints this year are really the only – those are two big contenders, the Saints and Falcons. We're year in and year out, head-to-head. Absolutely. I, I, got, I have them finishing third, actually, in mine. But I, I don't know. I like the Falcons in that division. Yeah, I got the Falcons as well. The Saints are always going to be the Saints. Carolina's a team to watch out. Cam Newton's going to be Cam Newton. They could sneak up on you. But I just like I, I like Matty Ice behind center, Julio Jones, yeah. Michael Turner. I just think the uh, Falcons got the firepower yeah. to take the South. Good. NFC East here. NFC East. I got the Cowboys. That's another Cowboys, Giants, toss up Eagles, of course. I, I, I just like the Cowboys. I don't know why. Especially after week two, I, I was debating this. I'm like, wow, like that's not the Dallas I've seen in week one going to New York and trounce the Giants. But I, I just I just like the Cowboys this year. I got a hunch. I'm going on a hunch in that pick. And I, I'm sorry to take out my Giants, but uh, going but, out on a hunch. This is my personal pick just because I can't stand the Cowboys. I have the Cowboys finishing dead last in that division. I have Giants coming out first. And then I had the Redskins behind them, and then the Eagles. I don't know. Eagles, I would have them at one, but Vic scares me way too much yep. with his health issues. The Giants are the Giants. They're always in there at the end every single year. I I didn't believe it last year, and then I saw, you know, witnessed yep. and watched every game, and it was I, I have the Giants out of the NFC East. The good, the tough good, division. That's yeah, really very tough division. division. The good thing about the East this year is the Redskins can yep. make some noise. Usually, usually the Redskins were always there. Rex Grossman wasn't winning many games, but this year, RG3 behind center, they sneak up on you. He's a stud, so uh, NFC West here. NFC West, easily, that's a route. San Fran. Yeah, yep, San, <laughs> yeah, that, that San Fran there, easy. And then how about your wild cards? Wild cards. Wild card one for me is I have the Lions coming out the wild card, the best wild card record there. And then my wild card two, I have two teams here. I'm really debating right now as we pick. I have the Panthers and the Redskins right here. Two surprising teams. I like the Panthers, though, coming out of the wild card there out of the NFC South. No sophomore slump for Newton, like I said earlier. And I know you could pick the Eagles, the Cowboys here. I mean, you could put the Saints, the Bucks. I mean, there's tons of teams out of the NFC stack. Great division. Yep. But I, I don't know. I feel that uh, the Panthers, and I really feel that they're going to do well this year. Yeah, I got the Lions as well. That was tough because I think it's going to come down between the Lions and the Bears. So I, don't underestimate the Bears. If the Bears sneak in and the Lions don't, that wouldn't surprise me one bit. But being the homer, and I think Detroit has, has the talent, I think they got just enough on D. Their offense is stacked. I'm going to give it to the Lions in my second wild card pick. Got to go with the New York Football Giants, defending yep. Super Bowl champions. They play with a lot of pride. They can sneak in at nine and seven. They just find a way to sneak in, and when they sneak in, look out, they're dangerous. Yeah, and hopefully for the Lions' sake too, as they get their secondary back. They've been hurting the last, you know, this last week. No Delmas, no Houston, no Dwight Bentley. Um, yeah. Uh, hopefully they get all those guys back and stay healthy throughout the year. Then on to the AFC here. AFC East, I'm going to go with the Patriots. Yeah, the Pats. I have the Pats there, too. I mean, that division is weaker. But, I mean, the Jets and I guess, I, I don't know, the Dolphins, man. They're, yep. they're, I give them seven wins this year, maybe. I don't know. I think they're going to be decent. And the Jets are the Jets. Rex is going to put up a good game against the Patriots no matter what. But the Pats are coming out of that division. Right. I, I like the Jets as well, but I just think the Pats are the Pats. And I'm... I'm down on the Pats. I don't think they're a powerhouse <laughs> like they were, no. but uh, I think they they got enough to come out that division. Tom Brady's always Tom Brady. So, yeah. all right, let's go AFC West. Big big division here. Uh I have Denver in this division, not by much. I have Denver over San Diego. I mean, those two teams are toss up in my opinion, but Peyton's going to be Peyton, and he oh he finds the postseason is what he does, and I feel that Denver's going to come out of the West. Yep, I got Denver as well. That was a toss up for me too. I like San Diego. They, I wouldn't be surprised if San Diego runs away with that division, just like yep. I wouldn't be surprised if Denver runs away with it. But uh, I just think Peyton Manning's back. they got enough weapons on offense. Their D's ranking tops in the league. Last year, I, I, I just got to go with the Broncos. Yep, definitely. Uh, we have 
AFC South here. Very, very weak division. I took the Texans. I don't think there's any questions about that. Yeah, Texans. They just interesting now. Colts will make a splash a couple years from now, yeah. but uh, you got to go with Houston. Yeah, I have Colts finished second there, but yep. uh, no, there's no one's going to come close to them. Then we have the AFC North here. Another very, very, very good division. Go the AFC is tough this year. Yeah, it's it's a lot better than past. I yep. feel I feel the AFC is a lot better. I have the Ravens coming out of the AFC North. I that's them and the Steelers are always just two great, great rivals and. I don't know. I have the Ravens winning that one, though. Me too. I also have Baltimore coming out of the AFC North, and which scares me in a way because Pittsburgh. Everyone does this every year. Underestimates the Steelers. Yep. Big Ben, but Big ben, Big Ben doesn't put up gaudy numbers, but he just wins games. Got the Super Bowl rings to back that up. But I just think it's Baltimore's year. I think yep. they're still so pissed off about what happened last year. They should have been in the Super Bowl. I think they're still. I got a chip on their shoulders, and I like Baltimore a lot. I like their offense. I love their defense, and. Uh, all right. I like Harbaugh. Who do you got for wild card there in that one? Then? I got the Jets and the Chargers. Like Ooh. I said, it's tough. I left out the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think Pittsburgh could slide in. But I'm a big Jets guy. I'm a believer in Rex Ryan. I think he'll get it together. I think Sanchez will have a solid year. San Diego, Phillip Rivers. I think Norv Turner kind of gets over the hump and uh, gets the Chargers in the playoffs. So I got the Jets and the Chargers. If the Jets ever make the playoffs, I really feel that they're going to get punched in the face. <laughs> I feel they're going to be so happy they finally made the playoffs that they're going to go downhill quick. But I have <laughs> Steelers out of that AFC North. That's just that's a great yep. division. Steelers are a great team. Like you said, people underestimate them. They're, if they can stay healthy, they're getting older. Palomalu, Harrison, they're getting older. Hopefully Mendenhall stays healthy. Yep. But I have the Steelers there and I have San Diego as well. I feel San Diego's an up, you know, they've been so-called up-and-coming for yep. the last five years. But I really like the say, uh, San Diego Chargers coming out as the second wildcard spot in the AFC. And then for my Super Bowl predictions, not sure how it's all going to match up in the divisional rounds or the wild card, yeah. things like that. But my Super Bowl picks coming out of the NFC, I have the San Francisco 49ers. And coming out of the AFC, I have Jim Harbaugh's brother, his team, the Baltimore Ravens. We're going to have a brother versus brother Super Bowl. I just think San Francisco's stacked. I think they got enough on defense. Their offense, Alex Smith, is turning into the real deal. Just the addition of Randy Moss, Vernon Davis. I like the Niners, and also very, very high on Baltimore this year. So I'm very high on the Harbor Brothers as coaches. I think they're going to clash in the Super Bowl. Who's winning? I'm going to give it to Baltimore. I think – and it's tough, too, because I'll usually pull for the NFC just because the Lions yeah. play in the NFC. But I'm going to give it to Baltimore. I just think it's Flacco's time. Wacko Flacco's going to get it done. Ray Rice. It's funny. I have the exact same choice. <laughs> I have the Ravens versus the 49ers, and you can read it right here. Dan looks over at your paper. Hey, argument's sake, though. For argument's sake, I am going to take the 49ers out and put the Falcons in for them. I'm going to take the okay. Ravens over the Falcons in the finals. And that's all I got for you today, boys. Yeah. That's that's week three of the NFL, our divisional picks, Super Bowl picks. And look forward to seeing you all next week. Just in time for kickoff as well. Yes, Eight, sir. 8-17. Game starts at 8-20 here Eastern. And, of course, that one. You guys, who was your two picks again for that one? Uh, it's Giants at Carolina. Who I picked Giant. one? He has Giants at Carolina. So we're going to head first game. This be a good battle. <laughs> this was uh, Out of Bounds here. First episode, week three. NFL will be back next week to recap uh, what happened in week three and preview week four. For Justin D. Martino, Dan Kowalski, my name is Dominic Hennig. Have a good night, everybody.